Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We are back for another episode of Titan Season 4, Episode 3. Yes, this is Episode 3 entitled Jinx. Written by Jamie Gorenberg, directed by Boris Mosjasovsky. That's as close as I'm going to get. And I wasn't the hugest fan of this episode. I kind of borderline didn't like it. Um, <laughs> I gave it a 7.9 out of 10. The The special effects in this were just bogus. Absolute. The red effect. Every time I saw effect, the whole Corey thing, that looked just fucked up and horribly digitized. And I don't know who's to blame here, but a lot of it, does not did not work for this episode and it's it's uh unfortunate because usually I don't take it too much into account you know I like to take uh the budget like when I'm looking at flash fight scenes I'm not going to compare them with like Disney plus fight scenes you know so I've been able to in the past two episodes pretty much gloss over some things other people may have been more nitpicky about but this one it was just so glaring I have no choice but to to comment wasn't too too much of a fan of the whole Jinx storyline that's not a character that's going to grow on me anytime soon and I thought the best arc was with Connor, Tim, and Bernard, and I wish we would have gotten a lot more there than, and a little bit more with what's going on with Gar. Not in the sense that we need to rush into who the voices are. I mean, he got really quickly further along than I even thought. Like, when did you start Googling this shit? I mean, you, you have some answers that I didn't expect you to have. And I would have just preferred just to spend more time with Rachel without her powers and Gar still struggling. Like I would have been fine with more conversation than trying to even go for the mystery if we're not even really going to do anything other than what was done the last two episodes except maybe one or two bits of dialogue further like when did when did you become navajo explain to me explain to me i very much feel like we got a shoehorn backstory in there that was not present the previous at least i don't recall it being present the previous uh three seasons I don't know. It feels a little affirmative action in my opinion, but hey, if I am mistaken and they brought this up before, blackercouch at gmail.com, you can definitely let me know. Let's begin the recap. We're actually going to start something new. I'm not going to have the background music on. I got a review in and then Mimi says, well, yeah, sometimes the music's louder and I'm like, bitch, you could have just told me something because I could have easily remedied that but I am glad (laughs) that it was brought to my attention so we are gonna try and I'm like shit anything that's less work for me I'm all about it I am all about it (laughs) 
<laughs> so I have no problem taking out the music, but there are others that that still like it. So we'll see. We're gonna we're gonna go a week, I think. And then after a week, I'll throw out another poll and be like, okay, compare and contrast. What do you like more? Rachel still hasn't recovered consciousness. And while no one else is wondering about her white hair, I am. And it makes sense when she notes her powers are gone because someone got her soul self taken. Thinks like we need to figure out what happened. My soul self's gone. I thought you already knew this. Poor Lamar in a warehouse. They're transported hoarding blood for some reason and one starts leaking he was about to propose marriage to his girl and now he did he did gruesomely caused by a a spider calling in his ear before his homie is choking on it too oh no i know i laughed really hard and probably more so than i should have when When she said, I will stick a, uh, I'll make a voodoo doll and stick pins in it. I'm like, geez, that's a little much for a coworker. Don't you think? Then another woman showed up and I'm like, who this? She's someone that still didn't get introduced in the next scene. Just a person that is there to listen to mother mayhem hatch her evil plan, which she explains begins with taking the heretics powers back where it belongs like that's not totally dragon's daughter and she says tonight we will finally have success Let's do it like I can. No. you know i just don't think that on cw female villains work there are some that are successful because they i mean it's very rare that it's successful maybe that's sexist i don't know but i feel like it's accurate because when I think of, uh, what is her name? Kate Blanchett. When I think of her villain arc in Thor Ragnarok, that's a female villain that has it all. These other little female villains, that it feels like they're overdoing it. You don't need to have a biker rocker hairstyle when you're like fucking 60 years old. And if you're not 60, damn, them crows is going in real hard. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it she is not threatening not even a little bit not even with her staff and then she puts uh raven's soul self into a crystal why not just keep it in the staff the team feels defeated after their ass whooping while rachel knowing her soul self is gone and nobody's still talking about her new do like how did your hair how did you how did you get a dye job when she blasted you would you like to explain that or at least comment maybe you can't explain no actually you really could not explain but you could certainly make note of it no need to investigate it though dick because i'm telling you it's gone dick still wants her to rest gar is gonna stand guard while he and he and Corey go do adult shit get to know their enemy and tim is sent to star labs for training school he's like what because i got my ass kicked am i off the team no dumbass you go on the train (laughs) i think we know where your your power level is at this stage before we we allowed you to get in the fucking van 
RV. Connor is feeling insecure with the only daddy he has left because he can't seem to ever meet the other one or at least get a voice message. (laughs) Who sends a fucking card? And he swears he'll do better next time. But Dick tells him, we don't do solo. We do it together. Dick rocking around being the T and team leader. And I, I love it. I truly love it. The loneliest loner in the world, Sebastian, continues his evil trajectory playing with sand on a beach as mother mayhem i just every time i keep thinking of the all-state mayhem (laughs) or i'll start to say mother may i both of them come to mind and roll off the tongue better than mother mayhem she tricks him into meeting knowing he really wanted to change the world with his tetris to meeting the guy that clearly would not would not take it very well if he were to randomly show the fuck up at his office dick admits that what happened to rachel scared him to Corey because he is not a supernatural expert and so they are visiting a prison to get more info from jinx who dick knew in gotham who runs in their circles except her first time at a solitary confinement turns into a tornado and she is out Later, bitch! Get fucked! Dick takes a pretty random guess and says that she will likely return to the scene of her last crime that she got pinched at as a shipment is coming or going. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Gar makes Rachel pancakes and she basks in being free of the dark cloud consistently hanging over her because that did not allow for her to smell freshly cooked flour (laughs) or syrup she actually started drinking the syrup it was kind of cute but it's like girl what kind of deep dark shit corner you living in let's talk about this more she's feeling everyone's pain and wonders if she should even get her powers back i wanted her to finesse this a little bit or the script to finesse that a lot more because i think you could have got a lot out of that than than the superficial note that it went into gar hears those voices again and straight up ghosts her she thinks it's because they both kind of never had a choice with their powers but gar's like yeah no i'm over that i just want control of my destiny he admits that strange things have been happening to him he thought it was hallucinations and finally an admittance to being blasted blonde And this, and he says that the the voices he hears must be the Navajo culture asking for him to join his ancestors as they called him the Skinwalker. They're also trying to tell him something about Mother Mayhem, and I feel like that would have been relevant for Dick to know. Back at Star Labs, Connor and Tim get into a virtual environment where Tim imagines all the ninja moves he thinks he's doing, which is all in an effort to tire him out before the real training begins bernard tells connor 
homeboy over there like, aren't you adorable? Tim is now going to feel the hits, but Connor points out that he's scared and he needs to man up if he's going to go out in the field and suck up his fear because he reads his heart right. And I love that Bernard became the the mediator between the two of them being like connor stop reading his blood pressure tim relax (laughs) boys but he breaks up the brotherly squabble to point out gallons of gallons gallons of blood was stolen from a warehouse dick takes away the box with a heart in it jinx was trying to steal for exchange of information she all walks in moves some bars and she's like i still got it and then gets in there and dick and Corey somehow managed to <laughs> ninja they way ass into here how the fuck they creep up behind her it was right there your skills are terrible but she isn't inclined to help but is inclined to flirt Corey's like i don't give a fuck what this is i'm gonna need us to come to some terms and soon before she is turned to stone due to a spell put on it by a dark elf called lorraine ain't nobody got time for that dick is like you need to fix this like right now because a this she gonna kill you seriously she will murder you i don't think you understand you may be magical but she's a black woman. You fuckers. You fuckers. You motherfucker. I will rain hellfire upon you. They then have to go on an adventure to undo the spell. Sebastian is the second set up by Mother Mayhem to be arrested by the police for murder as he shows up to the premises only to be humiliated. And then the guy puts some scissors into his eyeballs and it's disgusting. Rachel learns very quickly being without powers does indeed suck. But Gar Mabu was quick with the protection when he thought he heard something. Then hand in hand they skip through the forest to find out what they can find out. Oh, we're off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. Bernard is called out on watching Tim, who feels like an idiot, but he alleviates his embarrassment. While Connor says, No, 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 you are my wait staff assistant, and I need you to find out. Well, one, I'm going to investigate what this symbol is that's left behind that's tagged at a crime scene because they want to get caught wow you go see if there's any genetic connections because my lex luther brain is starting to do its thing jinx tries flirty reminiscing but dick is in no mood especially when he calls or she calls Corey another one of his pump and dumps keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth and that's my issue with this character it's one thing if you first got with your like oh yeah we used to be a thing we played this like one you fucked him over in the past i don't know why you thought that was sexy but whatever you think maybe let me try my moves on them once again i got them once i can get them again that i i totally get but the minute he was like no bitch you're getting on my nerves 
for you to continue to do so throughout the entire episode you like it when i'm on top i love you like being dominant like it was so over the top that any person with any self-restraint or respect would be like okay clearly things are different things have changed for you you're not the same person let me try not to even if i am trying to fuck you over and use you for what i need let's tone down the sexual innuendo why did it need to be there other than to point out what we already been knew which is that dick grayson is a slut okay i know some some sluts want to be housewives and you gotta let them you gotta let them maybe they can change <laughs> you can't go 50 50 with a hoe um he was 100% done with all of what she was trying to talk to him in the car about. She's like, where did she go to school? She got her BA from Harvard. How the fuck should I know? Because right now I don't give a fuck. She puts out her hand and asks for money and he gives it to her. And I need him to be fucking her over in the end as payback. Because for you to just, one, she used him for the money to get into the club. Oh, it's $500. Like, oh, you only say that because you know that I'm someone that has that type of money just on me. Like if you'd ask me, oh, it's $500 to get in the club. I'm like, I guess we're not getting in that club. I don't know where this random ass scene came from. Corey in her cocoon. I guess they had to have her do something in this part of the episode. Goes to the diner from season one, where all of the horrible effects are around, where she greets Zadira and Tamarin. And I don't know, was... I love the actress that plays Corey, but it felt like she was checked out the scene she felt like a pouty child not like even i'm fucking pissed off it's just more like did that witch kill me that's not how i would greet death <laughs> and in that matter of fact manner um she is told that she's not dead she ain't about another goddamn prophecy she said don't be cryptic as she's cryptically told that she all has all the answers all she got to do is listen leading her to the jukebox where she enters her birth year which is 900 9481 and i'm like shit dick you fucking with a kruger <laughs> or uh how would we put it the other way because she would be the cougar not kruger <laughs> she would be the cougar and he would be the fuck boy and then the other way around is she would be the independent woman and he would be the boy toy i guess that is the other way around with the fuck boy so this zadira used to train her and she sung to her when she needed to train her harder <laughs> what <laughs> She tells her some prophecy when the red moon fills the sky your true fight begins that's your real destiny and so is dick i don't want to know later i want to know now she keep asking her questions that she refuses to answer <laughs> the scene fell apart for me some of it was interesting but really not that interesting all we got was Corey's birth year and that her trainer was adira Bernard tells Tim instead of his supposed new boss Connor that all victims had a genetic mutation from a tribe from Assyria the Kurzas 
And the symbol leads to Sebastian, who used it in his game. Tim thinks it's possible it's a coincidence, like in fifth grade, when he wore the same green pants as his BFF, Kaya. However, he has the same genetic mutation and is a foster kid, so he's got I am a bad guy written all over him. Okay, but did y'all not see with all that technology and shit that Chuck out at Star Labs, his recent arrest, mugshot? I know he already been booked. The bartender was in Station 11 when they go into the bar, the, the guy that greets them. Uh, he did a wonderful job in Station 11, so I'm glad to see he's still doing and getting work. Laurent's goons get fucked up by Dick when she tells him that he is just a thing and should be tossed out to the side of the, the street like trash. So all I really wanted was the spell removed on my friend and you could have your shit and now you got embarrassed in front of all your people. Oh shit? You messing with the deer? The god deer? I'm about to fuck all you up! A few moments later. Damn! Meanwhile, Dick finds Jinx trying to steal something out of a chest and realizes that he was a distraction and then figure out, figures out that she has a death mark against her. I'm guessing that's what Loren told him after she was on uh, the pavement on the floor. Like, look, I'm with this bitch named Jinx. She's got a death mark. Thank you. That's what I needed to know to get her to do what I needed her to do. She needs $5 million. $5 million. That's how much she's in debt. And then he easily transferred that shit. Like you can help world countries, sir, with that type of money. I feel like all the shit could have been condensed to get this simple transaction. All of their scenes. Even the one where I love seeing Dick kick ass. Didn't need it. Jinx is entirely too much. Are you sure you want to do this? You got to kiss her to do under the spell. I just went to see if you would kiss the... Like, just... Corey is all of us. Man, shut your bitch ass up, nigga. Nobody asked you how a bitch ass thing. You probably shut the fuck up before I knock your fucking head off your shoulder, little ugly ass bitch. Stupid ass bitch. Nigga, I'll kick your fucking heart out your chest, nigga. Better watch the fuck out. Connor updates Dick on the Sebastian situation. And while he does want to go toe-to-toe with Mother May I for a second do-over, he is told that to wait for him. Sebastian is told by some random person that just comes into his holding cell saying that she knew him before he was born and that he's innocent. He doesn't respond with, bitch, you set me the fuck up. No. Or why would you know me before I was born? Or are you my mother? Because I'm an orphan. No, instead he seems weirdly turned on as she asks for permission to make it go away. And he's like, yes, shall we do it now? Yes. This villain is awful. This dialogue is awful. Everything about this scene was awful, except for Connor busting in through the fucking wall looking absolutely lush and stealing him away but it seemed like she a did not care like i got the words to say what i needed to say so you can go ahead and take him 
there was no urgency in getting away from the scene of where the witch was because not only do we answer sebastian's questions like she can't come after us at any moment and she doesn't because she just very casually steps outside of the wall the other officers don't run into the room and figure out what the fuck just happened nope uh and then we even get a moment where dick shakes his give his approving nod to connor i mean it was all and i know it was set up to be like oh connor's gonna go off on his own he didn't never learn his lesson he's like no he did learn his lesson he's got growth worst way you could have had that facilitated at least have him chomping at the bit for more than 2.2 seconds someone else gets a blood moon destiny manifesto prophecy (laughs) as gar and rachel find a tree from his dream and she plays with the trophies like those are not human remains from some unknown dark force it is not a wind chime and the episode ends there and i was like thank god hopefully episode four is better we do have feedback on episode two from mimi and then shy did episode four and i'm like neither one of you are (laughs) doing this in any manner that is consistent (laughs) So we are going to hear how she felt about the second episode of the season. Mail, motherfucker! What up, Christina? It's Mimi. Uh, this is my feedback for uh, Titans um, episode two of season four. I watched this... Um, several days ago, so I'm going to just talk about the things I know I remember and uh, the things that uh, stood out to me, Um, but I honestly, I've had, I feel like I've had so much stuff happen in these last four or five days since I've seen it that I feel like it's been a month. Um, One thing I can say, I can't, I don't know if it's everybody or if it's just me, but one thing that I can honestly say is that between my job and being a mom, I am always caring for people, so I can't even tell if I'm sick. I know I told you about Derek and Darren both getting um, influenza A. Because I work in a hospital around people that are already sick, I don't want to give them anything that's going to make them even more sick. So I called employee health and I told them, and at first, you know, it's been so long, clearly, and it's like a whole new group of workforce people that people didn't even know what the like the quarantine for influenza was. The one girl that answered the phone, which I could tell that she was not any like she's probably just a secretary, no medical knowledge at all. She was like, "Oh, there's no uh, quarantine for influenza. Just wear your mask, which we all have to wear anyway since the pandemic. We have to wear them constantly." hospital we've never not worn them but she was like as long as your symptoms um you don't have a fever of 100 or more and you're you know you don't have any symptoms you know you can go to work and it's fine and she was like but you have to get tested for covid and you could just get swabs and emergency room it takes 15 minutes i was like it's not covid because you know we've been testing each other at home 
well, I've been testing people at home and nobody has. And she was like, well, we just got to make sure. I was like, okay, even though there's confirmed people that I live with that have influenza A, she's only concerned about COVID. I was like, whatever. So I'm going back to sleep because it's in between my shift. And then she calls me back like 40 minutes later because basically the bitch didn't know what she was talking about. And she was like, yeah, you have to get, you, you, you can't go to work until you get a negative influenza A since you were in close proximity with uh, confirmed positive people which is what I assumed. That's why I fucking called them. But, you know, whatever. Um, because if someone has influenza A at the hospital, that's in isolation. But whatever. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll just go. I'll do the same thing before in the emergency room. She was like, oh, no, we only swap for COVID in the emergency room. You have to go somewhere else. So I was like, so in between my work shift, while I'm supposed to be sleeping, I have to go figure out where to go to get swapped. Yeah. And they were absolutely no help. And I'm in a city that I don't fucking live in and I don't know where anything is. So I was on the phone for like 45 minutes to be told that there's only appointment tomorrow at 6 p.m. And I was like, I have to be at work tomorrow at 7 and I have to work tonight at 7. That's not going to work. So she sends me to this like clinic and she says it's open till 10. You can just do a walk-in. And I get there and this heifer has the audacity to say in my face, just casually as fuck that the wait's four hours i was she was like you can fill this paper out I was like bitch i am not waiting four hours for a fucking swab i was like i just need to be swabbed for influenza and the test takes like 15 minutes she was like you need to see a doctor for that and there's only one and i'm like just give me the di- i can swab myself she was like you need to see a doctor if you want to wait here's the paperwork and i was i called my job I was like look i ain't waiting at that facility i can drive home and are and guaranteed that I won't have to wait that long in my small town. I am not waiting four hours. So I didn't go to work because of that. And then I had to wake up early to do it today. It's like, why is this so hard? I don't understand. You would think the pandemic would make people more understanding about illnesses and make it more accessible. But since the pandemic, shit has gotten harder. Appointments take months to get in, you know, you know, getting, like, having a symptom automatically means you have COVID and there's no other fucking possibility. The American healthcare systems are a joke. I know in other countries they talk about how, you know, you got to wait for a long time to get things and stuff like that. We got to wait a long time here and then you end up, if you have a job and you're not on state insurance, you're be, be ready to pay $150 for that fucking influenza swab and the COVID swab that the the hospital's making you get. So I'm just waiting for that bill for me to get negative for both. But whatever. I just, I I couldn't even tell them if I had symptoms, to be honest with you. So that's why I just went along with it. Because it's like, I'm either caring for people at work, I'm caring for people at my house. I don't know. I, I have allergies and I know I've been stuffy and I know I've coughed, but I also know that that could just be related to my sinuses. I don't know. Ugh. This whole fucking last couple of weeks has been shit. And then I blink and now it's almost Thanksgiving. Like, what the hell? I am just so over this. This month. November can suck it. Uh, sorry, I know that's your birthday month, but seriously, so far this this between Derek being sick actually October and, and November Kentucky it's just it's just been a shitty day or shitty shitty couple of months a bitch hitting me everybody in the house sick 
me trying to stay afloat just to get my life together. And we still haven't unpacked everything in this house. And we've been here since June. Literally. What is happening in my life? Anyway, back to the matter at hand. Like I said, it's been so long since I've seen it, even though it hasn't been that long. It just feels like that long. <laughs> I I remember Dick and Starfire visiting Connor, you know, and it looked like a daddy going to see his son in jail for being falsely accused of something. Dick was so mad. Like, it, he cracked me up. He was like, I'm really close to just telling you to say fuck it and just get out of here. And they had my poor baby under um, those kryptonite lights. Like, the thing is, is that they're really fucking crazy because they really, like, had him surrounded with, like, guns and whatnot at Luther Court. And, uh, like, he couldn't have escaped if he wanted to. Y'all can shoot the motherfucker. He's bulletproof and fast and has laser eyes. If he wanted to escape, he could have. And for them to, like be like that i i just i don't understand like y'all don't have fucking cameras at luther, at luther manor uh it, it to me it seems as though if connor killed luther but everyone in luther corp and luther manor is covering it up and won't let you see footage i feel like that right there should have been enough to let him go they're clearly hiding something and y'all just how y'all even show up there he died like seven seconds before y'all walked in. The whole thing is fucking cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I, I don't understand. <laughs> I just I just was not okay with my, my Connor being locked up like that with his fine ass. Um, I think this might be like the second man that you and I are both um, of, like fine attractive Christina. Not only is he like attractive in the face, but his body oh my god, he's thick you hear me thick like whenever they show his body and like you see how thick he is i just be like oh my god i know he would fold me in a lot of different positions and that's all i think about whenever i see him all all that muscle and all that body like he looked like he worked out but he also looked like he eat and that's that right there is the kind of man i am all about like we can we can eat together but I can also feel how hard your body is because, you know, you go to the gym, too. That's fine right there. Anyway, now that my lust haze is over, um, I, I appreciate Starfire, too, at when she was visiting him uh, when Dick was with the others. And she was like, I'll stay. You know, they're going to have to remove me, and you know they can't. <laughs> they, the way they just, like, so casually throw out how boss they are was cracking me up. Dick, Dick was so mad. He was like, this is some bullshit. Like, he fucking just, he knew this was going to happen. He was just bad that Connor is in this position because of fucking raggedy-ass Lex Luthor. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was a very cute, because we haven't seen Starfire and uh, Dick be, like, the mom and dad in a while. So it was, like, a, like last episode it was reminiscent of season one and i appreciated it um i like the raven storyline like i i really enjoy raven now because i know for a fact that season one that little girl was not a very good actor and i know it's not like fair to compare kid actors to like the 
Stranger Things kids, but I remember watching it around the same time. Like, this show came out, and, like, I was watching Stranger Things. I don't know if it came out around the same time, or I just happened to watch, be watching it around the same time, and I was thinking, like, man, this little girl is not, she needs to take acting classes. And I think maybe she did. I don't know if she got some roles in between, but she's actually doing her thing, and I'm proud of her. And she actually looks really good. I don't know if she's wearing her real hair now and it's just dyed, but everything about her her aesthetic is all I'm all for it I I I really enjoy Raven now um and it seems as though they are leaning into the Beast Boy Raven type of situationship I don't know if we're supposed to be seeing that but I'm gonna enjoy it um because they are very cute even if it's just a like not romantic but just like besties type thing since you know Beast Boy ain't in here with um his uh, companion from the actual Teen Titans. Uh, we don't see um, what the hell is his name? Uh, the Robo guy. <laughs> um, he's in Doom Patrol, so they're not together. So it, it's nice to see him be close to someone. And I also appreciate how it seems as though Beast Boy is is gonna actually have some type of storyline this season. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad. I don't know if I like to think that, you know, the creators of a show, especially fans that have been around since the beginning, that they, you know, listen to our feedback and our criticisms, and, and they try to, like, pull out things and, like, okay, well, yeah, they're right, we can do better on this, because it seems as though all the things we were having issues with, they're starting to pull those little problematic issues, and, and you know, kind of work with it so so far I'm really liking this season and, I, and I'm hoping it stays to the trajectory but um I know there's like season two started out pretty decent and then it took a turn um when we had to fucking watch the Dove and Hawk show so I'm hoping that it stays this course I also love uh Tim Drake but I, I'm gonna need them to give him some type of uh I don't know. I, I say this about Star Labs whenever they recruit someone new. Y'all need to do an introduction video. You know, maybe introduce everybody, their powers, you know, things to look out for, things that are normal in their behavior, things that are abnormal. So, you know, if they do this when you're around, maybe say something, you know, but this is normal. Like, I'm just saying, I feel like it would be helpful for them to give, you know, Tim the rundown so he's not sitting there looking confused and, and shocked all the time. <laughs> she has visions. Like, yes, motherfucker, how did you not know that? Nobody told you this since y'all been on this road trip? Damn, they really played you. Um, what else happened? Um, I know <laughs> when Starfire saw that snake come out of dude's face, she was like, well, shit, I love how they be cussing. <laughs> Dropping the F-bombs and whatnot. That's one of the things I love about it being on HBO Max as opposed to being on a DC U-verse. Um, that's awesome. Um, now they need to utilize the HBO and give me a nice sex scene. I'm not saying it has to be Starfire and Dick. I'm not saying who the sex scene has to be. I would be okay if we um, go back to um, Connor and Commander. But, you know, I know that's a pipe dream, but, you know, a woman can wish. Anyway, um, I don't know that I feel like this is the last that we've seen of those ritual-type people. Because it seems as though 
the guy um, that was, uh, you know, I guess, like, kill, like, killing, like, the partners and taking their significant others and draining their blood was connected to, you know, the that boss bitch that they fought at the end, because she was fucking them up. I don't know who she is, but she was really going in. Um, but I'm trying to figure out how um, Sebastian is connected to this. Um, I am really excited and, like, enthralled in this whole Sebastian thing, because I know for a fact Joseph Morgan can play the fuck out of a villain, so I'm I'm really trying to figure out, like, what's going to happen and when he's going to do the turn, because clearly killing his mom was um, supposed to be, like, the, the turning point. Side note, like, the way that they let that man walk into his mama's room and her room is cleared out, bed, like, made and, or, like, empty, like, took the lids off. Oh, she passed this morning. She looked pretty fucking healthy for an old lady last time we saw her, and she just mysteriously died, passed away out of nowhere, and y'all, I tried to call him. Y'all didn't have somebody watching for him when he walked in the door, so he didn't just walk in and his mama room empty. That was my dead giveaway. Like, that shit ain't right. Something ain't, something fishy here. So, I don't know how they went about doing this, but clearly that was supposed to be his, I don't know, his, like, villain origin story. Um, I don't understand what that game he was at the Tetris, but worldwide, you know, making connections. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but clearly it's all connected. So I'm really excited to jump into episode three to see, you know, if we finally get Sebastian being a villain, because I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I, I, I don't remember quite like, I know Beast Boy you know, said something about hearing, ant, like, the dying animals, and, like, he had, like, a rage-out moment, but I don't remember quite what happened. I'm, like, drawing a fuzzy little blank. So I am going to end it here because I feel like I've made all the points that I can remember, um, and I spent the first six minutes ranting and raving about how annoying my, my current life is. <laughs> so I will end it here. Until next time, love you. That was Queen Mimi with her uh, therapy session. I am her therapist. Uh, <laughs> yes, adulting does suck. It does also suck when you're a mother and a full-time working one. Because yes, your entire life is spent on someone and everyone else besides yourself. You're always fucking last. Hopefully you're not sick because Lord knows I was. It has been a shitty October and November, but I like to think about the future and the vacations that I'm taking anytime I start to get all depressed. <laughs> and the thing about other countries and their wait list is that their medical services are free. So you kind of you kind of expect a wait list when it's free. Um. Uh, on to the episode, what would Superman say about his son's incarceration? I mean, I, I just think that one would have to at least run it by him. Like, oh, by the way, he's saving us from a dwarf star and some shit. And we got his uh, kid all locked up. Let's nobody consider how he might feel about that. Because he's, you know, 
a god. You had me cracking up about Connor phoning you and all of the positions because yes, especially this episode. I was like, oh, thick, thick, thick. Oh, Woo. that's too much. You can't be a keep salting us like this. Yes, Raven does look better without that fucking awful wig. Everyone got to glow up. That's nice. They are working. I, I agree, even though I don't love this episode, they have been working on some of the issues that we have brought up in the past two seasons. So I think that is, that does show a maturity in a show by listening. Doesn't mean you have to listen to every critic critique, but certainly one's worth taking note of and girl they was on hbo last year and i didn't get no connor and commander sex and i would have been all balls deep and i mean all the way deep with a panoramic camera zoomed in on that bitch if i would have got it so yeah i don't think i think that the the property itself just doesn't want to go there but I also think that's why it continues to to suffer just a little bit because it just doesn't want to treat itself like it's got an adult audience and not a teen one. And that is going to wrap up our podcast this week. If you want to send feedback, blackgirlcouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you want to send or leave a review, on any of the social medias that'll very much be appreciated and it's definitely how I changed up the format today by getting reviews in so uh I do like criticism (laughs) I'm not afraid to take some on so certainly leave it below until next time peace hair grease and black girl magic